Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to Whiskey and Whitetails, the show for those who hunt with a passion and drink with a purpose. As always, I'm your host, Gus. I'm Matt. And we are getting into some elk hunting, wrapping up on the whitetail season, chatting a little bit about squirrel hunting, talking about some bourbon. What else? What I miss? Uh, duck stuff. We're talking about hunting in general, just a bunch of hunting topics. And uh, yeah, we didn't really talk about whiskey too much, but we tried to throw a piece, of, a, a nibble in there. It's a bit of, yeah, it's a bit of a, 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 we touched on some whiskey and had a bit of a hunting grab bag discussion. So yeah. a little bit of everything for everybody in here. We hope you enjoy Thanks to Waypoint for having us. Thanks for our Patreon for our, their support. And thank you for uh, for tuning in. If you're new here, welcome. If not, welcome back. 100%. Enjoy. Five and five. Yeah, it's five. Almost five. Yeah, what's going on, man? Man, it's been a fucking week. Yeah, already? It just started. Yeah, well, I guess <laughs> if you're listening to this, it's just started. It's going to be a week, a great week. Yeah. If you're listening, um, welcome on this wonderful Monday. If you're listening on Monday, uh, we're recording this, obviously, ahead of time. And so um, I had a heck of a week, but uh, you didn't come here to hear about that. So Wow. <laughs> just- trash guy just showed up two days late. Cool. Oh, really? Yeah. You've historically had some problems with uh, with that service. Yeah, all the time. Know? And then I get uh, letters from the HOA saying that my trash can's out. It's like, well, it wouldn't be out there if they'd pick it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, if, if you don't know when they're going to come, well, there's no sense in bringing it back to the side of the house. So Right. Yeah. So I um, update on the, on my new, my new year resolutions. It's not a resolution. And I'll tell you what, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, like the whole, the way I'm eating or whatever, the carnivore thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, it's, I've always said I'm going to do something for a month and I never do it. And so this time it's personal. Like I will not allow myself. It's, it's not like I'm doing it for carnivore month and I'm sober mm-hmm. so far. I'm definitely not going to drink beer. I might have whiskey. I don't know if I'm going to go 30 days without whiskey. That was never a challenge. Like I don't really, it's not really that big of a deal, but I might yep. do it. I don't know. But I will tell you this. So this is day four because I started on the second, not the first. Uh, I am already in ketosis. I got 0.6 earlier today. Damn. Are you doing the uh, blood test or are you br- doing the breathalyzer thing? Blood test. Because, you know, I, I texted you yesterday. I was like, I feel like shit. So I, yeah. I came home and I had some salt water, which made oh. me wonder. I was thinking about it. Uh, you can't drink salt water from the ocean, but you can literally put salt in water and drink that. 
Yeah. It's just, I think the salt level, the salinity level is a little different. Yeah, but what if I put too much salt in the water? Am I gonna... It's going to taste really nasty and you're probably going to throw up. Well, it already <laughs> tastes nasty. <laughs> yeah, for true. That's... But it's fine. I'm not worried about it. Oh, there we go. Um, couldn't hear myself. The, uh, yeah. So, and I did the glucose levels just to see and make sure I'm not, you know, in trouble for yeah, that. perfectly fine. Everything's good. Really? Yeah. And I woke up this morning. I've been, the last two days I've woken up without an alarm. It, my alarm goes off at five 30, I think. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I wake up like three minutes before just naturally, yeah. which I haven't done yeah. forever, but I feel really good. good. Really good. It's surprising. And I don't have a scale cause my, uh, my scale, the battery's corroded in it. Yeah. It doesn't work. And I'm not going to buy another one because I really don't care what the number is. But pretty crazy. I reached out to a uh, doctor this morning. I don't know if he's going to be interested or I listened to a podcast with him and or of him. And he's pretty long-winded, so he may not do it. But he's a um, an actual physician that like, mm-hmm. is an advocate of the carnivore diet. Because now that I've like, yeah. been in it and learned a lot about it, it's pretty fascinating. It's um, like just the way your body's made. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it'd be cool to have him on to kind of explain it from a scientific way. But I told yeah, her, hell yeah. And she was like, just don't make the whole thing about carnivore. <laughs> like, how long? Well, but, but, well, I mean, we, we could because, right, the, the essence of, of being a hunter, you go all the way back. Like, yeah, that's there what were periods of time where hunter gatherers had p- plenty of periods where their hunting was successful, but gathering wasn't. So all they had to eat were not, they were eating nose to tail back then. So they were eating. Yeah. The kidneys and the liver and everything else but and i'm doing those um, in pills i can't um yeah i, I, can't. I can't do it <laughs> uh, i'm taking liver and uh kidney pills or from from yeah. from uh cows mm-hmm. but yeah but i mean you think about the inuits i mean mm-hmm. they're not growing any crops up there they're yeah. only eating meat and also the ice age was thousands of years long so that's entire generations of families that ate just meat so it's it's not but the main thing is like just your body makeup, which I didn't, I told you, I sent you a kind of a thing about it, but it's like the way your intestines are made, the way mm-hmm. um, your body processes vegetables, yeah. it does it in your um, large intestine. And we have a very short, large intestine, much like a cat. Um, right. So I'm sure that we're supposed to be omnivores, I guess, but yeah, the carnivore yeah. thing, I mean, it, it worked for a long time. And then you start just learning about sugar and, and the industry right. and, it's just yeah, it makes you kind of and in, and in terms of omnivore like even then the amount of uh, vegetables and things that we eat it, sh- it should be much more limited than what it is right because yeah. if you think if you think the way our bodies the, the way our bodies have evolved is from it's only been like it's it's like a like point whatever percentage our genome it's yeah. only changed like point zero or point whatever over the last however many you know, thousands of years or millions of years. Um, and I'm, I'm no anthropologist or by any means. So <laughs> I'm sure those numbers are way off, but you get the point. Um, and, but my point is that we have not evolved enough for our bodies to, to properly process and handle like all the artificial stuff that we eat, but also like back then they didn't have a way to process wheat yeah. or corn or, uh, all these legumes and things that have to be like highly processed and cooked, they didn't have a way to do that. So yeah. those things are, and in terms of the, the the ranking of vegetables that probably should be eaten by us, those are way down on the list. Also, the animals that are just strictly vegetarians, like they have 
chambered stomachs and their pH level yeah. in their stomach is a lot higher. We, we don't have mm-hmm. any of those things. So nope. we don't have the capability, but one of the things I found interesting was, uh, um, what's the thing? Spinach. Also like Popeye, mm-hmm. what Popeye eats. So spinach, everybody says it's a high source of calcium. So I read the study, uh, cause he, he had brought it up on one of his podcasts, but I read the study, excuse me. And, um, the spinach, it's like high in calcium, but people that eat a lot of spinach are normally low in calcium. And the reason why is because plants are just like animals. Like they have self-defense mechanisms built in mm-hmm. and the spinach side of it. If you're eating it for the calcium, what it's actually doing is the plant is working against you. So it's pulling calcium out of your body while it's, yeah. while you're digesting it. And it's actually stealing calcium. So you get literally no benefit from eating spinach. Yeah. What was the name of the doctor that you, you follow him? Um, that Paul guy, Paul Saladino, whatever his name is. Is that his name? Or no. All right, I can go in our messages and see. Dr. Anthony Chaffee. Oh, okay. Not the, not the same one I was thinking. Well, that's yeah. interesting. Um, I did see a guy, I, I listened to a, a message, a guy yesterday who's like hardcore, like carnivore meat. Or meat. Well, he, he doesn't say, I forget what, he, what term he uses, but he eat, eats meat, but he also eats like some fruit, yeah, some vegetables and, and like honey. And it's like, it's more of a like, it's more of a, this is what we were meant to eat yeah. based on what our capabilities were as humans when we, when our particular type of sapien, homo sapiens were a thing, like we could access fruits because they don't have a bunch of plant defense chemicals. We could access honey, you know, and, yeah. and, and meats and nose to tail meats. So liver organs, all that kind of stuff. But he has an interesting standpoint on it. Cause he's like, yeah. he's like, just cause you can eat it doesn't mean that you should. And he talks about like kids, like when you're born, you're born with certain instincts and like no kid likes broccoli. He's like, that's true. Probably an instinct that you shouldn't be eating it. And that broccoli is not even real anyway. It's it's a man-made thing. Yeah. He's but he was like, if it doesn't taste good, that's something that's your body telling you, you probably shouldn't be eating this. And, uh, and so he's like, people will take soy sauce and sugar and butter and, and make things that don't taste good, make them taste good because they're healthy. Right. And, uh, but it's funny, man. It's like everyone I talk to you about it, I'm sure even everybody listening is like, you're out of your mind. You can't, it's not, it's not good for you to just eat meat, cholesterol, but like cholesterol, that's all that's, it's like literally everything that a doctor's ever told you is, I mean, nobody knows. Like there's, there's no cases yeah. of actually proving that cholesterol causes heart disease, but that's the, that's the rhetoric. That's what they say all the time. But if you, if you right. have high cholesterol and you eat a lot of sugar, yeah, you're going to have some heart problems. Yeah. Because of the inflammation that's caused in your, right. Yeah. So it's like, we have a, the, the American diet is high on processed uh, carbohydrates and sugars, which causes inflammation in the body. So then those that naturally occurring cholesterol does get clogged up. Right. But the, the sugar and uh, bread industries um, and grain industries uh, campaigned heavy in the whatever it was, 60s or 50s, some point in time to yep. vilify fats and beef and red meat and dairy as the source of of that problem because they didn't want to accept you know like we needed something to we needed a reason to push out all of these petroleum based well you know, uh, what shit it, what it was is because the government subsidized farming so they told everyone mm-hmm. to grow corn and grain like you grow it we'll buy it from you and the government ended up having all this corn government <laughs> corn government grain and they're like shit we don't know what to do with it so they it, the equivalent of $50,000 is what these guys got paid to, to write all these fake things yeah. saying that, that you should have grains as the, and corn is the number one, but it was just so that the okay. government could get that's rid of where, it. 
if you do the research, you'll find that that's also around the same time that the food pyramid that our yeah. generation was taught in school growing up came was, yeah. you know came about. It's also the start. So all that all that stuff, like all the diseases, as I become a yeah, all, tons all of like, from inflammation, yeah. all from as a result of all that stuff. And it yep. sucks that like I'm just now figuring this stuff out. And Jessica and I have made some changes over the years, the past this past year, to to be better about what we're buying. And it's hard on the kids because they, you know, kids like stuff that's sweet and sugary mm -hmm. and these things. But it's like, hey, well, just drug get over it, man. What oh, sugar yeah, sure. does in your body is the same thing as cocaine or meth. It basically it gets in there Wild. and it triggers all of those receptors that make you want more of it, and it gives you an endorphin dump adrenaline rush it gives you everything like your body yeah. loves it but it's it you know it's just a drug it's not it's it's doing what it's supposed to do yeah it's unfortunate if you want to go down another a similar uh but different rabbit hole and i'm not going to go down it and you can do it for yourself uh, listeners and matt because i know you like a good rabbit hole <laughs> is the uh the debunking of virology and the fact that viruses are not real and the transmission of like a virus from me to you being that sick real? has never actually been proven and all the all of the uh the experiments and the methods that have proven it um are actually all founded in like all kinds of assumptions and um it, there, there, there's people out there poking a lot of holes in it like with with really good information um but it's been used to help pump and push the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah, but like when kids um, come home sick and you get sick, clearly you got it from them. It, there's, there's, there's explanations for all that, and I won't try to explain oh, okay. it because those those people that do it much better than I do. <laughs> I'll check. But it out. it's it's more about like the Spanish um, flu. Was that not a virus? <laughs> yeah. So th that that's so that's where my questions come yeah. in. Like I hear I hear the things they're saying. I'm like that makes sense, but, but like explain yeah. the bubonic plague. Yeah. Like explain the Spanish flu. Like what. If if not a virus, what the fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> but what is proven right. is the ABCs of bourbon, which we haven't talked about whiskey in a while. So I was just going to run through just to Let's do it. So uh, uh, say it with me. We all know bourbon has to be made in America, not Kentucky. Kentucky. So okay. a <laughs> wrong answers only, everybody. Yeah, wrong answers only. Uh, Gus knows he's just dicking around. So since I figured we just run through it since we haven't talked bourbon in a while, but bourbon can be made anywhere in America. B brand new charred oak barrels which is actually uh, the the law says container. It doesn't actually say barrel. Right. Uh, but beef could be brand new, I guess. C, corn, 51% or more corn. D, distilled to a maximum of 80% ABV. It's 160 proof. E, must enter the barrel no more than 62.5, I guess, which is 125 proof. 125. Well, I thought it was, it used to be 125. It's 135 now. But a lot of a lot of no, it's one twenty five. It used to be one fifteen. Oh, okay, sorry, I was off by ten. That's right. all good. You right. You right. Uh, must be filled, no less than forty percent, eighty proof. Mm -hmm. So you can't mm -hmm. have bourbon less than eighty proof. So that's uh, good to know. And GJ, anyway, no added and I know uh, added artificial flavor and coloring. Sorry, we haven't talked about bourbon in a while, but we just uh, it's like outside of giving reviews on stuff that seems to be all anyone does anymore. And we just got tired of saying the same thing over and over again, but we know we have new people. So we figured new year, new, we'll just bring it up stuff. Again. Yeah. Yeah. We'll bring up stuff again. We'll refresh. It's yeah. fun to talk about. We enjoy talking about it and you know, new listeners will want to learn some new things. I will tell you, I have, I uncovered, uh, not purposely just sort of by accident, like a, a secret little, uh, click with it at my new job of, of whiskey drinkers and whiskey. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's it's pretty fun. We've 
sharing experiences and things like that. So I'm looking forward to it. It sucks working remotely with all these people. We don't have an opportunity to like have a happy hour or anything like that. So we have to figure out one of these. They they do these like quarterly trips where everybody gets together for a week and like powwows and you know, whiteboards and they should hire trust. someone to come in and do a whiskey class. <laughs> they should. <laughs> Yeah, with the the next one that they do in Charleston, maybe I'll uh, find a company that does that. Yeah, locally. Yeah, there's one for now. I don't know how much longer this company will be in Charleston, but who knows? There's one for now. I got to turn this for light the right on. Price, they'll, for the Come right on. price, they'll travel. Yeah, I'll travel. You pay travel. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, I don't know why it's bothering okay. my eyeballs. Um, yeah. So I wanted to talk about your hunt, your last hunt, because I know you got a doe and you said earlier, you told me about two, you didn't tell me that. So, Oh, I didn't. Okay. So, yeah. um, the story starts three days prior. <laughs> um, okay. no bullshit though. It, I sat in a stand, I went hunting with Jessica and, um, you know, so the wife is with me she's never been hunting with me when there was actually like some action, like, like deer came out. And so, dude we got in the stand about 2 30 and by 3 30 turkey were all over the place back there which she's never seen turkey like that so it was cool um i had her put ear pro on um so that she could turn up the microphone and hear and those mic those that ear pro was picking up the turkey really really good nice. so you could hear him like purring and clucking and talking and she had never heard that before so that's i was cool. excited that she was getting to experience like this whole thing that she'd never seen before and then she got really excited. She, she like gasped and pointed, uh, you know, subtly. She wasn't super like obvious about it. And there's a, a fawn that came out. I say a fawn, a yearling. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, awesome. And, I'm, and she was like, are you going to shoot that one? And I'm like, no, that's a little small. Like I, even for a South Carolina deer, that's, that's a baby. So we're going to leave that one alone. And then a second one followed out. And I was like, oh, probably twins. And then sure enough, was followed by a mom. Mm -hmm. She was like, are you going to shoot the mama? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah, 100%. It's, it's December. Um, I've already done it once are, this year. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on a roll. I'm not stopping now. <laughs> I only um, kill mamas. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, um, there's a there's like a a deer milf joke or something like that. There, we gotta we gotta we'll write that down for later. Um, so the the problem was it's and, and if you've hunted long enough, you've had these situations where it didn't seem to matter where that deer moved. As soon as she got settled, she was directly behind something or it just i could not get a clear shot off um I, I i did take a shot and as soon as i pulled the trigger i felt bad about it um not because i was afraid I, I injured her but i rushed it it was weird i was having to lean like in the stand to to get my my sight and rifle lined up through two trees and it was just i was more concerned i just i'll be completely honest i was more concerned with trying to have a successful hunt you know beginning to end and, and let Jessica experience that than mm -hmm. I was about being smart about it. And what I should have done, it was early enough in the day as I should have let them walk off into the woods like they were doing and let them come back. Cause there's a good chance they would have just come back out. Um, instead I rushed the shot and I missed clean miss biggest day. Um, we walked over there and you could see where my, my, the bullet hit the dirt and you know, went everywhere. There was no blood or anything anywhere. Um, and, and to be, and actually as we approached the wood line, um i heard them blow yeah and and i saw all three tails bound off and i'm like we should have just stayed in the stand i bet i bet after that gunshot they would have come back out probably so le lesson learned right that that sucked um so fast forward a couple days and 
go out by myself on New Year's Day. Uh, took the kids out hunting the day before, which was fun. Uh, actually split time between like noon and four o'clock or five o'clock. I took Leah, my youngest daughter, out for a little bit. She got bored of shit like an hour in, ready to go. Um, took her back and swapped out for my 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 middle son. And uh, he he was gung-ho about it for a solid two hours. And he was like, I think I'm done. And I was like, all right, buddy, let's go. So I was home by 530, um, which sucked because I really wanted to shoot a deer. But uh, went out the next day, and that's where this hunt picks up. I went for like more or less an all day sit, not really all day, like lunch to, to dark. So I sat for, from about noon until, um, till dark and, um, just like the night, just like that previous night, um, a bunch of turkeys came out and there were turkeys everywhere. And then it wasn't much longer. So I went and sat at the, the new BSE stand, dude, it's a good stand. It's at least a good stand late season. The one we put up by the around there. What's that? Is that the one we put up by the snake? Um, no, 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 no. That's um, that's it's where BSE used to be. That's G seven. Yeah, it's where it's where it used to be. So where your stand is. Yeah. Instead of turning right down that road, you just go straight, and it's right there on the left. There's a there's a feeder there now. They they clear cut that area um, for whatever reason, and they put a stand over there. Is that where? Um, I'm so confused. Back where my stand used to be. No, it is right now where it is right now. Oh, okay. So when 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 you get to that little intersection, yeah, um, where your stand is. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 I got you now. Turn right to go down. Yeah, or you could just keep going straight. Um, it's it's right over there. Yeah, I got you. So I sat I sat there and um, it didn't take actually by five o'clock there were five deer, five does. Uh, I think it was actually it was two does and some yearlings. I think one of the yearlings was a button buck. Um. So I, I, I picked the two bigger ones and, um, the one, one was really close. Um, I say really close, probably about 45 yards. And I did not feel like tromping through it. Cause the, the woods around there are really thick. And I was like, I don't want to run after this and have to track this deer. So I'm going to just take, make, make a concerted effort to make a heart shot. Right. So usually at a long, longer shot with a 30 out six, I'll just put crosshairs in that general vital area and even if they do run they're not going more than 20 20 yards um 20 30 yards and so i made a concerted effort to to try and get that heart shot and what i ended up doing was um i shot she kicked she took off and they all ran like all the deer ran out and she ran into the woods i was like all right cool she's she's there that was a lot of deer i'm just gonna see if any other ones come out sure shit uh that other big doe comes out and she comes out, but she's not committing, and it's starting to get dark. And she's sitting pretty much staring at me square, like straight at me. Um, so I just shot, I just shot her square in the chest. Boom. Ended up coming in a little bit to the right, and I think hitting a shoulder or something, and it ricocheted out um, her side. Mm-hmm. But she dropped right where I shot her. Boom. Right next to the tree. Um, so I was like, awesome. So I got out, went, double-checked on her, and went to go look for blood. Could not find blood the first time around. I actually didn't even go look at where I shot her because I was so confident that she should be bleeding like crazy. Um, she ran, so obviously didn't hit her where I wanted to in the heart because she shouldn't have ran anywhere. Um, but then I couldn't find blood. And I was like, what the hell? So I went back and if you've hunted long enough, you've probably done this before. I grazed that brisket yeah. just underneath her arm, that fat, because all that was on the ground was uh, a little bit of fat and just white hair. 
Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, that sucks. So um, I went back again just to make sure back to the wood line. And when I went back to the wood line that time, um, she blew and I saw her run off. She looked fine. Uh, I couldn't see any blood. I think I just, just gave her a uh, a surface, a flesh wound. Uh, felt bad, but at least she's, she, she should survive that just fine. I don't think that'd be a problem. Um, you need to get a tripod, I know I do need to get a tripod. That would help tremendously. I think um, but gnarly when, with hunting. <laughs> yeah, I, it was. I, I like the one you have and the way the way it's set up and works. I also would like to get a lighter rifle so that I can um, I could hold in, in a little bit more awkward positions because sometimes that old that Woodstock Mossberg thirty out six weighs like twenty pounds, twenty five pounds. It's heavy yeah. as shit, um, which is great for recoil. Like I can shoot that thing all day and it, it doesn't hurt my shoulder or bother me at all. But it's really hard to hold. Um, so anyways, I thought I was going to go home with two doe in the bed of the truck, which was going to be dope. Uh, but just when they were going home, she, she was big. She weighed 100 and 105 pounds, um, nice. good sized doe. And, um, yeah, took her to, took her to a different processor and then didn't go to Cordray's, um, took her to the other one. Have you ever been there? No. Fascinating. You should go sometime just for the experience. What's it called? Um, I don't know where it's at. Butcher Boys. Yeah um awesome yeah it's pretty cool it's uh not anywhere near the same uh setup at all it is uh i pulled up and everybody kind of backs their truck up to this like garage door it just drags their deer out and you stand next to your deer and wait for your turn and they drag your deer <laughs> up the driveway and uh, like the gravel road and put it on a scale weigh it get your name and your number and put a tag on it and then just throw your deer in a big pile there was a pile of probably 30 deer just stacked <laughs> really? up yeah wow. and then you know and then someone's coming in and out like grabbing them on a cart to bring them back um but they're just so busy like with the, getting people in and out and um I, i'm sure there are I mean, you worked at cordray so i'm sure you've seen tons of you know, characters that that come through there but dude this was this was south carolina's best yeah hanging i'm out sure there. it's all the people sure. that aren't allowed to go to cordray's anymore <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it was fun, but they, it, was, it was a bunch of good old boys. What it was like, one guy had a really small buck, like a, a spike, and he asked for the for the horns. And the guy was like, "You can do make a keychain out of that." Like some other random dude giving him <laughs> shit. And I was like, "I could hang out here and just bullshit." That's what it seemed like. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was it was fun. It was. I wish I would have got both, but uh, yeah, it was good. It was a good way to close off the season because that was the last day. So. Yeah, it's good. I'm glad you got some. I was worried about you getting another one. Yeah, but you weren't. I was. I gave uh, oh. Jeff my last doe because he didn't get anything this year. Oh, that was nice of you. I really don't have any freezer space, so it was it was more that than being uh -oh. nice. But you could have thrown it my way. I have a brand new freezer with all kinds of space now. So yeah, well, I got two. I I'll have two deer in there, but it. Um, I want to do. I want to find a beef share and either do like a quarter or half half beef. Let and, me know because uh, I gotta. I gotta get out. Okay, well, if you've done it, I think twice, two or three times now. You know more about it than I do, so okay. if you know well, where you're going to do it or a place to do, just find another one, and I'll we'll go halves. I just I look for them on, um, like on on social media. You'll see people trying to get yeah. get people to come in on it. Okay, um, but they usually go pretty quick. But yeah, it's uh, the one I've got. I bought beef yesterday. I went to Whole Fair. Where did I go? Earth Fair. Oh, Earth Fair, nice. I went there to get eggs because they have Story Farm eggs, which, like, I'll never eat eggs from anywhere else again. Their eggs are <laughs> so good, and they're so dark and, like, buttery tasting. Mm. But, yeah, uh, I, so we get we haven't bought eggs. Uh, on occasion, we buy eggs, but we get almost all of our eggs all year from Lee and Debbie. Yeah. 
and the chickens they have. And, and you're right. It is a completely different consistency. It's way the yolks are darker. Um, one thing I've noticed that when I, when I crack these eggs, like the yolk and the white and the white part, like it stays put like in a small little thing. Like it doesn't spread out everywhere. Like it's yeah. super runny. Um, and they, man, they just taste so much better. Yeah. They so, taste better. I went there to get those and, uh, and I bought two ribeyes cause I had, um, what did I have the first day? The first day I ate. So bunny gave me, uh, bacon. He gives me bacon every year for Christmas. So I, I got bunny, nice. I got bunny's bacon. The guy that does uh quail forever. Mm-hmm. So I got his bacon and eggs. That's what I had the first day twice. And then I had a uh, venison tenderloin, which I don't know if they did this to you, but when I pulled it out, they had cut the, the inside loin into square chunks instead of it being like the full loin kind of pissed me off. Oh no, that would have pissed me off for sure. Yeah. So I don't know why they did that, but that irritated me because it's a really hard to get the silver skin off then and you end up wasting a lot of meat. Yeah. But anyway, so I had that um, with eggs and then I had a ribeye last night and I'm going to have a ribeye tonight. Hell yeah. Uh, it's good eating. But I'm going to try yeah, and eat, sure. I'm going to try and get through the majority of this deer, but I'm definitely going to eat all the beef I've got. That's going to be gone for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't take long for, um, for us to start, start diving into the, the, the first deer I got. So I think it was the, the day after I brought it home, we were cooking cooking stuff for it already oh really um yeah i'm looking for i'd i usually leave it in the freezer because uh i don't know i looked it up one time it may not even be true but it was saying that like all the stuff that's in wild animals you gotta leave Uh it frozen for like 15 days or something before it kills it oh really i left my shit there for like like i had to pay extra because i didn't go get it in time it just sat there (laughs) (laughs) it's not like it's close for me it's like a hour drive for me to go get it so they get so convenient from, that. it's convenient it's convenient from the hunt club or where we were hunting when i shot it but then when you gotta go get it it's like well fuck you know i don't have time for it. I don't, they texted I don't me drive that far usually usually it says your meat order at cordray is ready for pickup open my it gives you the hours this one mm-hmm. that they texted me wednesday it says 346 deer to go in the freezer this week your meat order is ready please come asap we need freezer space and then it gives you the hours. <laughs> yeah, they made I got a killing, dude. They made an absolute killing this year. He, uh, Kenneth, posted a picture, uh, like a video of all the deer lined up and hanging. It was wild. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts how yeah, many deer were killed this year in this area. It wasn't like that last year. Yeah, I don't know. It's strange. It's almost like meat's expensive nowadays, and it's cheaper to hunt. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I'm excited to uh, not have to use a processor anymore. So whenever I get out to. Yeah. I told, um, Gavin asked me, he's like, how come you don't do it yourself? And I said, you know, buddy, I have, I have the knives. I have a grinder, I have a vacuum sealer. I could do, I have butcher paper and could do all this myself. The problem is it takes so much time and so much space. Like this kit, our kitchen's not that big. And, and it's just like, I just don't want to spread out all over everything. And then it's just also like, do a whole deer like that's a few hours by yourself doing all that stuff well i don't mind and, doing uh, it like i got the time and the materials and stuff it's it's the hanging in a fridge it's got to hang it's it, yeah like, i don't know that really. that gamey taste a lot of people don't know that you hear people like oh i don't like venison it's gamey it's like well it's because they probably killed it and it's full of testosterone and all the blood's still in it and it, you know that's what you're <laughs> tasting where if it hangs in a cooler for three or four days all that kind of goes away yeah so it's yeah. like i'm not gonna sit it in a cooler on ice and worry about it getting ruined or whatever, getting wet. It's, you know, it's just, it's, it's, I'd rather just pay Cordray's to do it. But yeah, as soon as I've got a freezer to put it in or a chiller rather. Right. 
that's 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 what's gonna happen yeah i would love a, a big walk-in cooler um that i could do that hang stuff in and can't <laughs> no beetle juice andy's favorite beets beets yeah um, it's funny it's funny you have all those all those cats with names and you don't really ever call any of them their actual name do i not except for jeff everybody is i use i say beats probably 50 times a day yeah but you've turned you guys have turned beats into like a a cultural term yeah, it's like a nickname like if i'm saying something i don't really expect a response there's no response i just i need to you know like well dropped it again beats you know it's you know there's no, nothing to say back to it it's just yeah this is what i've done and i'm gonna say it out loud and then i've like a tagline yeah. yeah yeah like i'm talking to the cat hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain your feet are carrying the load without the right boots you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge at midway usa we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier with just a few clicks of a mouse you can decide on what's important like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Um, we also have the dates dialed down for the Great American Outdoors. Yeah. That is in February. We will be there February 8th through the 11th, and we'll be working booth number 1140 in the Archery Hall. I would, which is I would say vantage point would, archery. Let's say we're using the term "working" rather loosely. We're going to be there selling broadheads, hanging out and promoting broadheads, and I'll be hanging out with our friends at Vantage Point. It'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. 100. percent And it looks like that weekend we will be with Jeff and Alex, who will be there. Nice. So that'll be fun. Uh, Four pans online. You can look it up if you want to go. Let us know, and we will meet up at some point at the show. Always a good time. They also have a separate booth, booth number 243, in the Shooting Sports Hall, and that's for their Vantage Point Armory, which is the new mm -hmm. um, operation they stood up, doing making stuff for guns, which is cool. I've yeah. actually got some stuff. Um, Do you? Well, it's from Berserker, which I assume is them now. I don't really okay. know. It could still just be Berserker. I don't know. Gotcha. But I have That's a, a yeah. What to get the lowdown on that? Magwell Are they gonna be making suppressors? I don't know if they will or not. I would imagine they will because that's. I mean, I mean, it's right in their wheelhouse of what they do. So, yeah. I also checked on my suppressor today, and he still hasn't heard anything. It's been nine months. Oof. So, which is pretty so, fantastic. This is a big the way things. Are, way things are going this year, you might have timed that really well. Yeah, well, I stopped in um, every once in a while when I go that way home from work. I'll stop in Palmetto State Army just to look around. I just like to look. Mm -hmm. And um, I went in there because I wanted a different holster, but they, they didn't have anything I liked, so I didn't buy anything. But there was uh, lots of people in there checking out, mm -hmm. like Friday payday, and uh, people oh, yeah. were leaving work, going in there and buying guns. I mean, a ton. It was yeah quite surprising how many people were in there but it's always like that you know they make so much money i, I can't remember the exact number oh, yeah. but tyler my neighbor he knows somebody that works there yeah and uh the number was ridiculous it was like a million dollars a day yeah it's wild between all all their stores and online sales a million dollars yeah, a they, day and they make a killing on their um 
like their ranges and range fees and stuff like that do people go there to shoot and shit like that um the one up here in somerville has like a hundred like a hundred yard uh rifle range yeah you can shoot up to a i think you can shoot to 30 out six in that thing really i've never been there yeah. even I, don't, I don't frequent ranges i don't either and my neighbor like runs it he runs the range and i'm like and he tells me the stories of that stuff he has to deal with and i'm like dude you couldn't pay me enough to deal with those unsafe assholes i'm oh, speaking of ranges no sunday 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 if you're interested um my ffl i'm meeting him and i'm going to take him to the hunt club okay for a gun day but he, you know he's the print shoot repeat guy so yep. he's gonna bring he's got like mac 11s he's got all kinds of stuff nice but he's an ffl so he can he has a license to he's like a whatever class that is where you can manufacture your own firearms so yeah. he makes his own suppressors and fully automatic all kinds of fun stuff so wow but he's bringing my can with me so i can get some pictures of it and shoot it a little bit also nice. shout out to ty grows madison heights michigan for your order thank you thank you thank you if orders come through over here we will say it um oh speaking of pennsylvania we the um great american outdoor show is is in february but so does uh, so is so does open the uh pennsylvania elk archery application season yeah so that goes from February 1st to July 16th you know, we had talked we did a whole episode on on uh you know elk herds east of the miss of the Appalachian um mountain range there and uh, we found from our from what well, you found from a bunch of research that the Pennsylvania has some crazy success rates and stories up there so I think we're both planning on putting in some tags um hoping one or both of us get one even if only one of us get it I'd be down to come film and take pictures and shit for sure yeah that was episode 148 and uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I will throw up a little link if you wanted to go listen to that. Yeah, click the box or whichever um, one. But yeah, we went through pretty much every elk hunting you can do in this country. On the East Coast, rather. And um, mm -hmm. the PA one was very interesting. So yeah, it's February 1st, you were saying? Yeah, it opens up February 1st. Yeah. Uh, I want to say the application fee was like uh, 35 bucks. Um, I'll look it up real quick because it was less than I thought it would be. And it also says on there, you were telling me that it says that they don't take preference for locals or state residents. Yeah, it's just, yeah. I'll, yeah. Yeah. So I keep going. Oh, what? I'm not signing into anything. Well, either way, y'all should 100% look into that. Yeah. Um, Sorry. It's all good. I was just going to keep talking. Uh, the, yeah. So to elk hunt that close, like, we would just, I don't know if we'd be able to, would we drive there? I'd probably just fly. Pro probably. So the, the seasons are, um, archery season is September 16th through the 30th, which is a, a, a uh, basically a $12 application fee. The general season is also, um, about the same amount. And the general season goes from October 30th to November 4th. And then the late season is December 30th to January 6th. You can apply for all three seasons, um, to increase your, uh, chances of drawing for 35 bucks. And then if you if you if you get it you gotta you know pay for the tag um those tag costs are not listed here doesn't look like um but hell dude uh, application period from J february 1 to july 16th the drawing is july 29th um for each of the each of the seasons you uh, apply for you get a bonus point so it looks like if you if i'm understanding this correctly if you uh, apply for all three uh seasons and you don't get any that's you get three preference points that will follow follow on to the next year 
Um, you have a how many? How long do you have to put in? Or it's just February first? No, no, no. It's February. It's it's February first through July sixteenth. Oh, okay. you, have, you have months to do it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I think um, the elk licenses are annually allocated to specific elk hunt zones. There are currently fourteen hunt zones, with Zone One being open to anyone with a valid license, and Zone Seven being closed. Uh, when you apply, you can select bull only, cow only, or either sex, along with a specific hunt zone for a maximum of five choices. So we'll need to sit and do some research on these zones, like public land, what's available, you know, private land with, with guides, how we want to approach this. Why don't we, we ask Austin and Charles and be like, hey, we're... Uh, oh, yeah. I bet, they, I bet they would know. They'd be able to help us out for sure. Yeah. So maybe but there's like we'll do at a... While we're the at... State uh, of, the state of Pennsylvania yeah. is kind of like a square and these the, the area where these elk are are like north and like right in the middle and it's just like it looks like the better part of it's like seven counties hmm. but there's 14 14 zones so it's um there's a lot a lot to choose from and i've watched some videos of hunting there and the one stuff that i have seen is like thick stuff kind of like what we were in, in colorado it's yeah. like you know, thick, thick woods, which if, if we know that going in, it'd be a lot different than thinking it's one thing and showing up to something different. Yeah. yeah I'd rather know that it's thick woods as opposed to like, we were all ready for stop spotting dog and it was, it was thick. Yeah. yeah. There was none of that happening, which I'm glad, I'm glad we didn't invest in like a, a super expensive, like spotting scope and yeah. a bunch of other stuff expecting to be able to utilize that. Cause that would have sucked. Yeah. Lug it in around. Cause it would have taken, taken up space in our, Allotted packing amount. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd much rather drive to Pennsylvania than drive back to Colorado, that's for sure. I will not be driving back to Colorado. If we do that trip again, we are flying. Yeah. That was a long God, that was so long. <laughs> Dude, I'm just I'm just getting too old for that, man. Yeah. There's just nothing there's nothing healthy or fun about sitting in a car for twenty six hours. No, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Don't want to do it. No interest. <clears throat> yeah. What's going on? Um, let's see. Oh, I, I did put something else. What I uh, found something the day. I thought it was interesting because I hadn't heard about it, and it's probably just because um, I haven't really been focused on waterfowl hunting at all. But earlier last year, in September, I think it was, um, the Duck Stamp Modernization Act was was passed, which makes the federal duck stamp uh, electronically accessible. To waterfowl hunters so if you've hunted water waterfowl in the past historically you know you have to you have to order online and wait for it to be mailed in you can go to the post office and buy your federal duck stamp um you have to fill out or like put your physical signature and you have to have that physical dunks duck stamp on your person along with any of your other applicable licenses usually a state hunting license um migratory waterfowl permit um wma or other managed wildlife area type permit and then this federal duck stamp so they passed a law that makes it possible where you can just um, buy it digitally online and have it on your phone or whatever. You don't have to have the, you know, the physical, you know, Ziploc bag with all your shit yeah. in your, in your, in your bibs, praying, praying to God, you don't lose it. It's actually nice because I, you know, I've always wanted to do something with those stamps, but I never did. I end up throwing them away. Same. The stamps are cool though. If you've never bought, if you've never you seen still them, get them, you should look them up. You just don't, you just don't have to. Yeah. Federal tax stamp for shooting ducks. I don't know that I uh, care about duck hunting anymore. Yeah. I don't really like the way they taste. I like the way wood ducks taste, but uh, it's just, I don't know. 
I don't mind them too much. Um, if I had, if I had access to it more frequently, I think I would, I think I would cook it more often. Um, if I had access to like really good duck hunting, like, like is in the Mississippi the flyway and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like with the Mississippi flyways, like the Atlantic flyway that we have, there's some good duck hunting, but we kind of have to go elsewhere up and down the coast to find it. Um, but like the Mississippi flyway where you have Arkansas and Missouri and Louisiana and like all these places where there's like the Mecca of, of duck hunting that was more easily accessible. I would, I would duck hunt way more. Yeah. It's just fun. Like I, I love, I love hanging out in the blind all day and cooking breakfast and then, you know, hearing, hearing the guide call and go rush and get in your, in your little spot. And like, it's just fun to me. Like it's, it's, there's more camaraderie and kind of BSing to it. You know what I mean? I definitely Um, go again if we had a group and we went to somewhere with the blind where they're cooking food and you're just kind of hanging out, having some drinks maybe. I do. We should see if, if we should see, you know, we did our whitetail hunt for Patreon, which is obviously something we'll do again. Um, because it's whiskey and whitetails, but we should see about doing a uh, a damn duck hunt. Well, I know Colton going to Tennessee be or somewhere else. All over that. Yeah, it's probably too late. I, mean, I know. This year. When's this? Uh, it probably is too late. Yeah, we could definitely though. Like, I know a few people that travel to like Arkansas and some other places every year. Yeah, I do. Too. Um, yeah, I, I know a guy that will like five, six times a year will leave on a Friday after work and drive all through the night to get to a spot and meet up with people on a early on a uh, Saturday morning and hunt Saturday, Sunday and drive back all day through the night, Sunday night, just to go duck hunt. Wow. But he's, he brings his dog. He spent a lot of money on training his dog and yeah, it's a little different. They they run their dogs and it's, that's his thing. That's his passion. So I couldn't do that though. Yeah. I'm not really interested in that. That's a, if I'm going, I would like to go and be able to hang out some and, you know, Mm -hmm. chill for more than a day or two. Yeah, for sure. I'm also, I think I'm a, like, we've talked about it before being fair weather hunters and that's definitely true for me for duck hunting. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll hunt ducks and whatever I'll hunt anything and whatever, but I definitely would prefer for it not to be raining and cold as shit. Yeah. It's just not as much fun. I don't want to be wet (laughs) and cold for uh, 12 hours a day, every day. Especially when you start the day off and you got to do a deal with a 20 minute boat ride out to a blind and it's already raining and it's already cold and you show up to start the day cold and wet. Like that's, that's not fun. I will say cinematically, it's way easier to make duck hunting content than it is to make (laughs) white tail hunting content. Yeah, you don't have to worry about sound or being quiet. And well, it's like if you try to film hunts, like what are you, you know, self hunting. It's you know, I'm sitting here doing nothing, and then five seconds of shooting, yeah. running away. Everybody, when everybody expects you to, so I'm sitting here and uh, yeah, I'm at a little small farm, you know, north of yeah, north of Chesapeake, whatever. You know, it's like I, I might do I'm it not, in, if I have land in Kentucky. I might do it instead yeah, of a bunch of cameras around my stand. And just like uh, <laughs> talk to each camera. This is my grandpa's land. It's been on family for 500 seconds because <laughs> I just bought it. Just bought it. Yeah, that's um, it's definitely a, it's a different monster for sure. I also uh, heard rumor, by the way. You know my grandpa, that blue C10 he's got. Yeah. Okay, so that blue C10 pickup truck. For those that nobody knows what I'm talking about, but it's like a '72 or three. Blue Chevrolet two-door C10 pickup truck, original paint. It's beautiful. It's lowered on Corvette rally wheels. It's got a 350 in it. It's uh, so, so automatic. Beautiful truck. Um, I've heard rumor he's going to sell it. Shut the fuck up. Which I was always hoping I'd have an opportunity to get it, 
but um, that's not the case. But I'm not even going to ask because if he's selling it, then he clearly wants money or something. So it's going to be not cheap. It's going to be whatever they cost. So oh yes, that's that. If anybody's looking for one and you're like, man, I've been waiting and waiting. This I would love. I will. I will think about this truck my entire life. I love this truck. Love it so much. He lets me drive it. You may have seen it on our stories, whiskey and whitetails, when I go visit out there. But yeah, man, you really wouldn't. You you really wouldn't offer to pay him. He's gonna want. I mean, twenty thirty grand for it. Think so? Where am I? And I don't know anywhere to put it here. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's true. To put it in the driveway and put a cover on it. You know? And I could leave it there, but it's like, yeah. But then, what are you going to do with hurricanes dealing with that? You don't. Yeah, that's. I, don't I, I wouldn't do it either. I don't have anywhere to put it, and it's if I, I don't know if things were different, I might would just to keep it, my, you know. Yeah, in the family. In the family, but also it's like there's no one really for him to pass it down to. Yeah, it's unfortunate. So it's. I don't know, but if you're looking for one, this thing's an absolute beaut. And if he wants 10, 15 grand for it, I'm going to buy it. So yeah. I guarantee he doesn't just letting you know. So if you're, if you're coming to the table with money and you want one of these things, this is, you're not, it's a beautiful truck. I, I, All I really bet you if he found the right place to auction that thing off, that he could get more than 20, 15 or 20 for that. I car, guarantee it. For that you, truck. Everyone that sees that truck wants it. It's, it's, I mean. I mean, there are people just on on principle would probably pay forty thousand for that truck. Well, the thing about those old trucks in the seventies, if you owned a truck, you were probably a farmer. You were using it as a work truck. Nobody bought trucks like they do today just to sit in. Everybody drove sedans. No. So to find a truck that's not beat up, I mean, impossible. I mean, but it's like the interior's blue. I mean, it's just there's nothing wrong with the truck. It's a beautiful truck, and it's in great shape. I mean, it's it doesn't have brand new paint. Obviously, it's from the 70s but it's uh the paint looks really good from the 70s it's shiny yeah it's got some burn spots where people have over buffed it over time um but you know he doesn't have a he doesn't have a single vehicle that doesn't look good though yeah i mean he was a mechanic slash car dealer teller for on the side mm -hmm. he worked in a plant his whole life um, but that's what he did on the side to make ends meet so he's been detailing cars forever and working on them and he's built multiple i mean he's got a bunch of these trucks that's that one's just the creme de la creme it's like the yeah. beauty but he's always been into corvettes like the ugly corvettes <laughs> and so he's she probably wants to buy a red convertible uh 70 something corvette if i had to oh, guess no. i don't know i might reach out to him and see what he wants for it but if you're serious about wanting one you're not gonna find yeah. one like this mm -mm. no i told matt the first time i ever saw a picture that i I wanted it, but I got, I'm like, man, I got nowhere to put that thing. Yeah. I don't either. You're definitely not going to drive it every day. I mean, you could, but it's one Part of those of things. Also, he's always like, all you got to do is push the gas pedal twice and then turn the key and let go. And and that's it. You get in. I mean, it, it won't run for days, weeks. And you get in there and pump, pump. Perfect. Every time. Yeah. I would trust that thing. I would drive that thing back if I bought it. Oh yeah, Definitely. I don't know that it'll do yeah. 80 miles an hour, but <laughs> it'll, do, it'll do 60, 70 probably. That's funny. Yeah. I was going to say something. I forgot what it was, but that's cool. Um, oh, I meant to, I was going to tell you, you and I talked about um, squirrel hunting. Mm -hmm. squirrel, squirrel season is open. It's like yep. it's a long season. Yeah. So if you ever want to just like grab, tw tw do you have a 22 rifle? Yeah, with a silencer on it. So you could literally mow down squirrels. Yeah. I have a, I don't have a, I don't have a suppressor on my 22 on the rifle, but I definitely have a rifle. 
Um, well, you're in my shoot. trust, so if you ever want to use it, you can take it. Oh, nice. I forgot about that. Yeah, maybe so. It'd be fun to... Uh, Jessica's never had squirrel. The kids have never had it. And uh, Dude, squirrel gravy is one of the best things in the world. I mean, I'm telling you. Mm, you think sausage gravy is good? Try squirrel gravy. There's something about the nuttiness in there. Mm, man. Yeah. I, I want to figure out a time whenever uh, like the kids and, my, and Jessica would be out of town. And like they come back and I'm like, oh, I'm going to cook dinner. And I'm going to make like a gravy with mashed potatoes and some biscuits and just like not even tell them what it is. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, this is so good. I'd be like, gotcha. Squirrel. Squirrel. Yeah. And rabbit. Yeah, I'm down. I don't I see a lot of rabbits. Do you ever see rabbit? Do you ever see rabbits at, at the club? I get them on trail camera at night. You do? Okay. Yeah. I but never not see during them. the day. I wonder if there's, I wonder if there's too many bird like predators out there probably i mean we see an owl or a hawk every time we're out there yeah, almost every time we're out there yeah, there yeah i guess if i was a rabbit I wouldn't, I wouldn't be hanging out in the day either yeah but i mean owls are hanging out at night so I, but i guess maybe i don't know you gotta pick choose your battles yeah you gotta eat sometimes you gotta leave the house you gotta leave your den at some point yeah yeah i don't know there's yeah. a i love rabbit too yeah i'm definitely down to go squirrel hunting i might because literally you could go sit any deer stand right now that has corn in it and just sit there. Yeah. You can also just walk around. Yeah. I mean, there's that's the way we used to do it. When I was a child. Yeah. Walk around yeah. with my pellet gun. My grandpa had a 410. I'd shoot it with a pellet that's gun. That's what I used to piss that's it what off. I would hunt with was 410. Yeah. And then he'd blow it out of a tree with a 410. That's funny. Yeah. That 22 is pretty dialed in. So you could hit a quarter with, with it, like just pop them in the head. Yeah. If I could headshot squirrel all day, that's what I would do. Yeah. That's what, if I go out there, that's what I'm going to do. Pow, pow. Yeah. We also, Andy has been, um, like, we're always looking into doing things ourselves instead of buying mm -hmm. chemicals and things. So mm -hmm. she found a thing about taking pine needles or Christmas tree branches, and you, I guess you boil it with lemon, and you make pine saw, basically. Oh, a little cleaning, a little, a little house cleaning. Yeah. So she's walking nice. around the neighborhood this morning at, the break of dawn, <laughs> cutting, cutting uh, Christmas trees up on the side of the road. I still have mine in the garage, and you take to the dump. Well, cut some leaves off and, and turn it into pine saw. I'll have to tell Jessica. She'll be probably be all about that. Yeah. It's a good idea. It is a good idea. Well, we're coming up on about an hour. I have a four-hour drive ahead of me. Where are you going? And I'm going to North Carolina for our uh, extended family Christmas. Oh, fun. Um, Christmas is in Gavin, Gavin started soccer tonight. It's first soccer practice, tryouts, conditioning, whatever whatever it is. I think it's just conditioning. Um, so he won't be home for another, like, two hours, and then we can start the drive. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, I need to go start the sous vide anyway so I can eat before Sweet. 8 o'clock. Awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. Thanks for joining. Yes. If you have an idea on a topic you want us to deep dive in, just uh, leave us a review or leave us a comment. Uh, also, liking the video, sharing, all that stuff helps. Tell your friends. Tell Share your with your friends. friends. Yeah. Leave, leave a review on iTunes if you could. It's super, super duper helpful. It helps us out a lot. Yeah, we don't use Spotify a lot for uh, promoting stuff. So Apple iTunes is, is the best. That's where most of y'all are listening from anyway is Apple. That's what the numbers say. That's what the numbers say. Who will? All right. That's all I got. Thanks. Bye.
every once in a while it's fun to go with like just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.